What's up, guys? Welcome back to my podcast. You're getting some off-the-cuff things, some off-the-cuff fun. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my two guests. Whoa! Esther and Brianna. Double trouble! Awesome. I, ha- I put the applause. So oh. like, ah. <laughs> we covered our double this double. is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yes, it is. Or is it? <laughs> You will never know. You never know. Okay, um, Esther, Brianna, um, I'm trying to think how, should you introduce yourselves? What would you say about yourself? Should I introduce you? You should introduce us. Okay. Um, for those of you that have no idea who, who Esther and Brianna are, Esther and Brianna, Ridiculous. Esther and Brianna are two of my friends and teammates. We all uh, work together on a media creative team. And um, they're just awesome. We recently spent some time in Egypt together. Um, where <laughs> we recently just spent some time in the office together. <laughs> Honestly, like, so oh, true. Okay. Um, no, that's less exciting <laughs> than Egypt, um, which is where Esther actually went to high school. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. And Esther got to show us around her home it was really fun we drank a lot of lemon mint tea mm-hmm. uh esther made me speak to men <laughs> men who Just didn't speak english exploring lydia's options <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> we became obsessed with the national anthem <laughs> yeah baby in french <laughs> guys if you have not listened to the song yeah baby by muhammad ramadan <laughs> I don't even know the other guy's name, and I'm pretty sure Muhammad Ramadan is a feature on it, right? Yeah. Okay, let's look. I the, don't think it's his song. The main guy is Gims. <laughs> G-I-M-S. Oh. Are we playing it? Yeah, I'm going to play it actually really quick. But anyway, so we spent some time. We spent some time together. We're, we're friends. Wow. We're enemies. Lovers. Whoa. <laughs> uh, two truths and a lie. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> Friends <Okay>. and lovers. <laughs> we do love each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play the beginning of this. Wait. Oh. Oh. Guys, just listen to this for a second. Oh, you can't hear it. Okay, disclaimer. If you speak French and this is inappropriate, I'm so sorry. I don't speak French. So I just... <laughs> Don't. I'm just listening to his heart. Okay, that's all you get. That's just a snippet. Go look it up. Go listen to it. Okay, ladies. Let's let's just jump in. Let's we've um we've asked a couple questions on all of our Instagrams. <laughs> To see if anyone has any questions for us. We don't know if anything's come through. We posted, what, a couple minutes ago? Okay, we can't all be on our phones because then we're all going to get distracted. We're all just trying to see if people care about us. Okay, so true. Let's just start there. What do you love about being in your 20s? I love being 20. Just kidding. You're 20 (laughs) years old. Hi, guys. I'm 23. Okay, amazing. Jordan here. Being able to do whatever I want. 
Okay. Because I am not in a relationship, and I'm living on my own. Wow. Living life. I'm not in a relationship. She said, shout out, I am currently not in a relationship. She said, my number is. <laughs> I am 2353. 5'4". Oh, she's tall. Uh, what's the average height? 5'7"? Five, 5'5"? Five, five? I, I don't know. 5'6". Mm, probably depends on the country. What are you trying to say about Asia? No, I'm not talking about Asia, Esther. What do you think the average is 4'9"? First of all, we're all... Well, then you'd fit in. Okay, we're American. <laughs> yes, I am American. What? So I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Probably depends. Like in Norway, it might be like 5'8". You have an American passport. I have, an, I have many passports. Okay, well... You know, like French, <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> She's multicultural. She's of the kingdom. Okay. She I loves do. being single. She loves being able to live on her own, which is actually not true. I don't know why. You I mean, like, away from my family. Okay. Okay. Oh, I was like, you do not live on your own. We all live in community. We all live together. Which is... Separately. Yes. <laughs> we live in community, which is... Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you guys miss having your... Did you guys ever have your own rooms? Yeah. I was the only girl. So I had my own room always. Mm. I had my own room because I was the oldest. Mm. <laughs> but then in college, I had roommates every year. And then when I did my DTS, had a lot of roommates. So I like having roommates. Okay. Do you like having roommates, Esther? I feel like I like having roommates because I'm used to it. Which is... Yeah, move over. <laughs> I like having roommates because I'm used to it, but also I think that they're like seasons. Like right after my DTS, I did like a post DTS sabbatical, which sounds really big for just a week. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> but I literally just spent some time in Minnesota in a cabin where uh-huh. my cousins lived. Alone? And yeah, well, I wasn't alone in the cabin, oh, yeah, but okay. I had my own room, and they were out of the house, like, all the time, mm-hmm. and it was so what I needed, but then at night, I would watch, like, these mukbangs, you know, like, uh-huh. and it would be this girl, shout out Stephanie Sue, oh, from Stephanie. California, who would- Shout out, Stephanie! <laughs> she would give, like, true crime stories, and uh-huh. I'd freak myself out, oh, alone terrifying. in a huge king-side bed. Haven't you seen Cabin in the Woods? No, and then okay. I thought about the fact Don't. that there's deer right outside my door, but mm. what if it happens to be a man with a butcher's knife one day? Looking for a deer, so but now, finding you yeah. instead. Whoa! Ah! Sounds like a new, a new movie. But basically, Ugh. I feel like I think about living alone to that experience. Yeah. So it's like restful and nice, but also scary. Yeah, totally. I just recently moved, actually in with a family. So we all live with families. I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we all live um, with families and then, like, with their kids and then also with roommates. So I would say in each – so in, like, my house, there's, what, like, 12 of us in my house. In your house, there's, like uh, – Nine? Nine. And then in your house, how many? Like, <laughs> 87? Shoot. So we live in, yeah, we live in community, in the thick of it. I just recently moved. I used to live with a bunch of girls in a little apartment, and now I live in a house with lots of roommates and children, and it's it's very fun and new. So, yeah, I feel like I'm, I've, I mean, I actually appreciate it. I'm pretty extroverted, but also, I don't, are you guys both extroverted or, or one of you introverted? 
Yeah, but I've gotten a lot more introverted over the years. Yeah, I feel like like I'm super extroverted, but then I feel like I've become more introverted because I'm constantly around people. Mm. And maybe it's more so I've just learned how to prioritize like rest. rest yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, and we, I think we can all relate to that. We come, we go through very busy seasons, and I think you just have to learn how to because sometimes you can't stop what's going on around you. You can't stop yeah. your schedule, so you have to learn how to prioritize like rest and like even recently last week I remember I like had a moment where I was just like I just want to go home and like lay in my bed and I realized it's because I just started to feel like I just was so busy and it felt like I had one thing after the other it felt like my um whatchamacallit my schedule was like controlling me have you guys heard that where it's like yeah you don't want to be like led by your schedule you want to create your schedule what is that um, sounds good to me. <laughs> hey guys you can quote me on that i just made it up right now <laughs> i think it's also this dynamic of like just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean that every single person around you fills you up because i okay, think so I, true i've like deceived myself in thinking because i'm around all these people all the time and i'm in big groups all the time and yeah. i'm always around like all these strangers that i should get my like tank filled up but yeah. i find like my social battery dies because mm. i'm actually like there's something fulfilling about getting to know new people, but if there's not a balance of already like being around people that you know, yeah, I feel like I just get drained. And so I thought, oh, I'm an introvert now, but it's mm. in reality, I feel like me in my extrovertedness, what I need is to be around the people that I feel like bring me rest and peace that actually fills up my like extrovert. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but like realizing, oh, actually being an extrovert in this community is just yeah. a little bit more different because I, in order to get filled up, I just have to be around like kind of like my best friends yeah, and like people that I actually like get down with yeah. instead of just like, instead of like 150 like DTS students that totally. I don't know their names. Well, and I think the reality is that we, I mean, we talk about this a lot. Like I feel like we live in one of the most interesting communities in the world. That sounds so weird. But we, so all of us, <laughs> no, um, all of us, we are part of um, Youth of the Mission, the organization. And I think something that's, like, there's so many amazing things, but I think one of the hardest things a lot of people always say is that we we live in such a um, transitional, oh, yeah, transient, bubble, transient yeah. Um, community while yeah. also being a bubble sometimes. So I feel like, you know, we actually had mentioned earlier if we should talk about, like, community you had you had an idea, right? You said something about community. Oh. Bound? No, not boundaries. You were just talking about living in community. Oh yeah, yeah. No, earlier I was just trying to think of like how do we segue into that, <laughs> but I couldn't remember what you said. Um, but yeah, anyways, I think we just do live in one of the most interesting, and so I think it's it is good to. I feel like you have to figure out really quickly, like you're you know when you come to DTS, you're with so many people that you don't know, and I remember like my. It was probably after my first year of staffing. So I'd been here for like, what is that? Like a year and a half. I remember I went on this road trip with um, actually people I met at a wedding. And we all traveled from Northern California to Southern California. And I remember we slept over at the house. And then um, these, we went to these, this guy's house. I slept at one of the guy's girlfriend's house. Now wife. Um, shout out Yvonne and Anthony. <laughs> and... Uh, and I remember just sitting at the table with these two guys and they were like telling about their community, all this stuff. And they just like, I think they just asked me like, how are you or something or like, or I don't remember exactly if they had asked me something or I, as I was just listening to them talk, I just broke down crying. 
And I was like, just like crying so much. And I realized that I was like really unhappy. And I realized I was like, oh, it's because I actually don't feel known by anyone. And I actually don't feel safe with anyone. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like a big, I mean, there's a lot, there's probably a lot of underlying just like insecurity and things of reason, yeah. other things that were kind of keep me from like fully connecting. But it was also this like, just this like smack in the face of like, oh, like these people who I'm like calling my best friend after like three months, like they actually don't know me. Yeah. And there's a reason why that relationship is so different than my relationship with like my best friend from back home who's known me for like 15 years, you know? Yeah. And I think it was like, I think when you come here, it's amazing how you can just connect with people, go deep. You're, you're traveling to different places with them. You're spending so much time together, but it can create this like false sense of security. No, and sure. then it's almost like in your mind, you're like, I can totally trust them. But your heart is like, I, you can't, you haven't known them that long. And then your heart, like, it's like this disconnect. Yeah. You're like, I don't even know how to, like, I want to trust you, but then I feel like I can't. And then you put up walls and it's just whole whatever. Cause it's like, I think it's like the disconnect between like, this backwards mentality where, like, kind of outside of this bubble, mm -hmm. you, like, get to know someone, and then you go on trips with them. And then you go totally. to different countries. And then you hang out with them all the time. Yeah. Whereas here is backwards where you hang out with all the time, you go to different countries together, and then you call yourselves best friends. So yes. it's, like, this backwards reverse friendship system. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we can fall into this, like, naivety that we're, like, definitely closer than we realize. And it's actually, like, healthy. And I feel like you kind of, like, out of you step out of, like, the DTS six-month discipleship training yeah. mentality and you actually, like, settle down here. You're like, oh, I don't have community. I don't actually know anyone here. This actually doesn't feel like home. Yeah. I don't have a schedule. And to realize, like, oh, you actually start the process of, like, cultivating, like, healthy friendships. And yeah. you have to, like, constantly remind yourself that you can't hold the expectations of someone to be your 15-year best friend. Yes. You've only known them for 15 days. Totally. And it's, like, I think it's, like, super healthy, though. But I don't think a lot of that mindset transition happens until after yeah. you decide to, like, settle into Kona. Totally. Because it's not, like, a YWAM thing. Because I grew up in YWAM. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very transient. I grew up in a transient city. Yeah. But, like, our community stayed with our community for, like, 12 years. Yeah, totally. And you, like, grow up with the same people. Mm -hmm. But then I think it's specific to YWAM Kona where you kind of have to develop almost, like, skills that you don't have to in the, like... Real world. Real world. <laughs> the outside world. <laughs> no, like, outside of this place yeah. because you're never going to, like, be with your coworker and just decide to go to Europe after five days. Yes. But you would totally do that here. And your coworker isn't the same people you live with, the same and people yeah. you shop with, the same people that you work or oh, that's coworker. You know what I mean? Like I feel same like same people you work <laughs> with, same people you go to grocery stores with, same people, <laughs> same people you, you hang out with. <laughs> like I feel like there's yeah, I feel like that even can be and again, like I think I will say, and you guys might tell me if you agree or disagree with this, like I feel like there is a grace though. Like, I feel like sometimes, I, like, I, I went to Minnesota for three months. And I remember being like, God, I'm coming here for three months. I'm coming in. I'm going out. Like, I know I'm not staying. And I, I so specifically, I remember the Lord saying, like, Lydia, I want you to just give your all to these people. And I was like, God, no. <laughs> like, that's going to be so painful. Why would I, like, pour out my heart, be super vulnerable, be, like, super whatever with these people if I'm leaving in three months? Like, mm -hmm. there's no whatever for that. But I really felt like the Lord kind of was like, I want you to give your heart to these people and just like go really deep with them. 
And I mean, it, it was so funny. It was probably the first time in a long time that I like, it was like really hard for me to leave a place. Like I was like crying. I was like, oh, this like sucks. But I, but I remember there was such a grace to actually like fully pour myself out. And the Lord just kept saying like, Lydia, I'm going to fill you. I'm going to fill you as you pour yourself out. Like I'm going to continue to fill you back up. And now Minnesota is a place that literally, I was literally looking at tickets today. I was like, I could literally go to Minnesota for like a week and I would have a place to say people to see every single day and like things to do and so much to gain from just because so I think that even in this like it's that mix of like there is there is a grace to do it but there's also the reality of like if you're not used to it you have to like you said you have to you have to make that mindset shift you have to kind of decide this is where I am or I mean like Brianna like we've known you for how many months Six months. (laughs) (laughs) Six months. But like, I think we both, like, we all feel like we've known you for a long time. So I think that's not, like, I mean, you're obviously a really easygoing and like fun person to be around. But I also feel like it's like, you knew you're supposed to be here. There was a grace for it. Everything's sped up too. Because you're doing things that bring you closer, like every day. Like what we do every day is probably like a once in a month experience for people outside of here. Yeah. That will like draw people closer. You know, when you go to like youth camp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You meet this girl in your cabin, mm-hmm. and she's like your bestie. Yeah, and you like the context. Yeah, you're like, dang, like I like feel so knitted to her. Yeah, and then you're like, dang, like you go back to school and you think like, wow, that was crazy. I don't feel that with a lot of other people here because yeah. you weren't in this like crazy spiritual like. Yeah, you know, but like, there is we that have aspect. that almost every day. So I feel like friendship is just like accelerated. Yeah, trust is accelerated, and you also come into this mindset with like leadership even Mm -hmm. of expected trust Mm. like in you walk in knowing oh you're in leadership because people trust you because there's a call of god on your life and you feel safe whereas like i think outside i struggle with authority so much like with my teachers in school i'd be like i don't know what i don't know if you're supposed to be here like you know (laughs) said who let you who let you in but it's like here you kind of walk in Mm. you don't really have a lot of distrust I mean, yeah. some people might, but it's, like, kind of a Well, I thing, think that's you know? actually, like, if anything, that's a potential pain point or things that people do then struggle with because yeah. we, do, you know, like, even I feel like this past couple months, um, Esther and I go to a small group, and, like, the theme was, like, lock into deep trust. Like, yeah. there's always the opportunity to allow fear and allow um, assumption and all these things in and and really be like you don't have my best interest at heart and, da, 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 and isolate and kind of push people away but actually there is such a a gift when we do actually lock into trust and trust is scary but that's where like our foundation isn't just i'm not just going like i love what you said it's not like i'm like oh you guys are awesome i totally trust you i'm saying hey i trust the spirit of god inside of you i yeah. trust jesus mm-hmm. the one that's empowered you to this position i trust him more than i trust you and so if you've been put in a place of authority above me then it's actually a lot easier and it's so fulfilling because it's jesus our friend someone that we've cultivated a relationship with we know so it's not just like a okay i'm just gonna like put my head down and like trust i mean and and it's like sometimes you do have leaders that aren't great but like there's that sense of just like hey i'm gonna honor you because you're above me but then of course there's I th- yeah, I, I mean... coup d'etats, you know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just kidding. What does that mean? Oh, like an overthrowing of a... Oh, you said government? coup, and then I didn't understand the d'etat. D'etat. Is that the whole word? Like a coup? I think it is. Ah. The coup d'etat. Coup d'etat. I'm sorry for all the French speakers that are so offended. 
don't know if there's any. Everyone's upset. Guys, I've gotten two questions. Have you gotten any? I've gotten clothes and style and how much boba you drink in a day. Oh, shoot. I've Which, Johan, I don't drink a lot of boba. <laughs> Brianna, did you have any comments on <laughs> Um, Yeah, kind of to wrap that thought up. Mm-hmm. It is really scary trusting people and, like, stepping out, but it's super worth it. And, like, last year, the Lord spoke to me, and he was like, I never, like, withheld myself from you. Mm. And he doesn't withhold himself from anybody. And there's a chance that they would never actually be in relationship with him. And so if Jesus can, like, take that risk, like, I can take that risk. And put myself out there and give myself yeah just like put myself out there like be vulnerable like give like parts of my hearts parts of my heart away even if I wouldn't get anything in return but that's because like the Lord has already fulfilled that part of me and I'm pouring out from this waterfall of love that I receive every day (laughs) no that's so good because I think I thought about that today well I was in a bit of a different kind of swirl deep moment but I was but (laughs) it was it's good it's good lots of processing today but I felt like like, I think, um, I think sometimes we can, like, I love that you said, like, there's a part of you that's always fulfilled in Jesus and in the Lord. Same thing. <laughs> there's a part of you. We do not. <laughs> we, we believe they are. <laughs> they're, Jesus good. is not We're just okay. my friend. He's also Lord of my life. Um, I believe that, be, like, because he does fulfill that fully, because there is, like, there is the reality that, if like you can give parts of yourself away like emotionally you know what I mean like we can make emotional attachments to friends to boyfriends to to things we can be like okay I've found my identity I've found a part of myself in this and then when that thing falls apart or that thing crumbles so do we but I actually think there's like like we have this one leader and it's like she will just walk in the room and just pour out like pour out her guts to you and we'll Our like small group leader <laughs> love, love you, you <laughs> no but like it's something that I actually really admire about her is because she's gonna give you the real deal she's gonna like not like she's not gonna withhold things and she'll tell you like straight up like this happened this 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 but you know like the way that this is at least what I've uh understood you know is that like the way that she like she's able to speak so vulnerably is because she's processing with the Lord. She's bringing it to him first and he's meeting her. And so even if it's a hard yeah. thing, that's her number one. It's always going to be and her family and those things. Like It's like she has her list in order so that she's actually able to. And it's not like she's dumping on anyone. She's actually vulnerably bringing it before people. Yeah. Um, and it's it's I don't know. She carries such a confidence and it's never like a uh it doesn't ever feel like an insecure thing. No. And I feel like that, like, I, I'm like, like, I, I feel like so often we're like, put walls up, protect yourself, protect mm-hmm. your heart, protect all of these things. But I, I think she models it so different. And I think yeah. if the only way you can be like, the only reason it makes sense is because you're like, oh, it's, it's Jesus. There is a way that we can live mm-hmm. vulnerably, fully trusting others in community, in a transient place making new friends, like going deep when you have an hour with someone and there is that grace. But I think that has to be the key because if you're doing that all without Jesus, you're going to pour out probably too much or you're going to become too attached or you're going to. Boundaries are so real. And I think it's Mm -hmm. something that we really like 
need to emphasize more, Mm -hmm. like, in this community because there's such an emphasis of, like, culture of celebration and, like, which is just, like, encouraging everybody and, like, highlighting people's, like, strengths and whatnot. But it's, like, I think sometimes... And this is, like, this just all feels like what you learn when you live here and, like, kind of, like, the typical maturing of, like, a staff here or someone who's just, like, committed to this community is you recognize boundaries and you can, like, kind of... Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I feel it in my spirit when, like, I'm saying too much and you kind of have that awkward, like, like, that cringe, like, okay, I may be, like, overshared. And then I always have to think, okay... I can't have, like, this person be my go-to. Yeah. And it's, like, it's actually, like, super unhealthy. But it's, like, Mm. one thing about Shannon is, like, well, because I live with her, I feel like I see this on the daily, Mm -hmm. where she's committed to the five of us girls, where she literally is, like, you guys are my priority, but I'm also going to, like, like, I'm not just here so that you can, like, you know, like, we're going to have these crazy, like, powerful messages every, like, breakfast, but I'm actually going to be vulnerable with you about yeah. what I'm going through and, like, know that I'm processing with the Lord and, like, I'm bringing yeah. it to him. But, like, and I just think that's, it's so, yeah, you're right. It's so easy for her to do that and be vulnerable with a bunch of 20-year-olds mm-hmm. that she doesn't have to be, like, no. who could totally judge her. Yeah. And we don't. But it's, like, that's what she's risking. Yeah. But what we see is, like, her having done time with the Lord. And it's, like, Gabe Stridham. He's mm-hmm. a leader. I'm going to bleep out partner. all their names. <laughs> I gave from Stratum. Congratulations on y'all's pregnancy. He's coming this week. Um, see you soon. <laughs> um, but he used to say something when he was leading track mm-hmm. that I felt was so funny because he's like this, you're like this big South African <laughs> dude that's jacked and is kind of intimidating yeah. a little bit. <clears throat> intimidating. <laughs> intimidating. But he used to say, like, no one can reject you because you're a big Labrador. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, what? But he'd be like, just go into situations knowing, like, I'm loved and seen by the Lord. I'm a yeah. big Labrador. Nobody can reject me here. Yeah. And it was during a time where we really had to work on, like, exclusive exclusion and, like, clicks. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was so good because it's like, yeah, when you do your time with the Lord and your relationship with him is right, you don't go into a situation thinking you could be rejected. And if you are, you work your disappointment with the Lord. Yeah. And I just thought, like, that's so good in this community. Yeah. Yeah. Community's hard. It can be scary, but it's also one of the most rewarding things. It's, like, one of the greatest gifts, I think, that we have is to be in relationship. Someone recently said, even, like, if if Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, like, we see that model, the relationship, that, like, it has to be in relationship. We're not called to be isolated and do things on our own and... I don't know. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. It's great. Speaking of community, I have to go set up for skate night. <laughs> no, I know. We just hit 30 minutes, so we can cut here. Shoddy. Esther Stevenson out. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much for joining. Bye, Esther. Love you. Bye. Brianna, do you have any closing statements? Um, my favorite boba drink is <laughs> a matcha latte with custard. Does the new place have that? No. Mm. But I make them myself. Really? They are delicious. Yeah, yeah we should do that night. one day. Brianna taught me how to make spring rolls. I did. And it was it was great. Mine were not as good as hers, but it was really good. Honestly, eat with your friends because you will learn so much. I thought about starting a recipe book because I feel like I've had so many good <gasps> meals lately. That's a really good idea. That just even just for like myself for the future. 
or a recipe book targeted towards people in their 20s <gasps> living in community. Oh, oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> and you can do it big or small because, okay, spring rolls, because you had had spring rolls. It's such a, it was like, it was so intimate. It was like, we would like roll them ourselves. It's very all the things. It is. It's really fun. It's a good time. Because you're like making the food together as yeah. you eat. You're like, yeah. It's so a bonding true. experience. It's a bonding experience. Go make some spring rolls with your friends. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Esther, Brianna, thank you for joining me today. Thank I'm going to hit the applause us. one more time. <laughs> I will speak for the both of us. <laughs> and, um, yeah, guys, if you like this podcast, um, like, I think. Uh, let Share me it. know. Share it. Let me know if there's people, other people that you want me to interview, any other topics or things you want us to talk about. I Let me know if you want me to have them back. Um, but yeah, let us know what you what you want. This is what you're going to get. Have a great day.